Hola, folks, and welcome to the continuing voyages of the podcast Azeroth Coast to Coast. I am your captain, Gavril, and this is my trusty red shirt, Mr. Kevin. Hello. Last week, the guys and I talked about how much we hate the Netherlight Crucible and forgot to talk about Hearthstone. This week, we're talking about Hearthstone. Those of you here for WoW, we're sorry, not sorry. Give Hearthstone a try. It can't be any less RNG-dependent than WoW currently is. And, you know, with that, we're going to fly like an eagle to the sea right into this week's show. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. How are you, Chris? I am doing fantastic. Now, Mr. Chris is out again this week. Uh, just personal time. Just some personal time for him. So uh, we will hope to see him back next week. And uh, fingers crossed, he's doing well. Yep. Always good to see. Good to hear you having a good time. So what's up, buddy? Um, I got the flu this week. So how the hell did you happened. get the flu? The season's barely started. I uh, maybe I don't know what happened. I just got really sick and I didn't raid this week. I barely played any games at all. Um, and yeah, so that's what I've been doing. It's a miracle I can't even talk today. It is a minor miracle, I would say, yes. Uh, sucks to be you. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that Chris was attacked by three French bulldogs in a human suit, but uh, the results are currently inconclusive, so let's uh, yeah. hope for the best for him there. It's really shocking how that didn't make the news. I know. You know, but, uh, you know. honestly, there's been a lot of other stuff in the news lately, uh, and, you know, we don't get into the news here on Azeroth Coast to Coast. So we aren't gonna we aren't gonna speculate on uh, what yeah. the cover up is. Check your local listings. Check your local listings exactly. Um, so me, I have been playing actually quite a bit of Hearthstone since the new expansion's out. I've been trying to play a little bit more Hearthstone, trying to get a little bit more into it, and I am having a fucking blast playing a thief priest. What is thief priest? Thief Priest utilizes cards that pull cards from your opponent's hand and your opponent's deck and put them into your hand or your deck. Okay. Um, It's really fun to turn somebody's own deck against them. Hmm. Uh, Does it, is, it work out? Uh, 50-50. It's a good deck. It's a solid deck. Um, I've been meaning to try to do a Highlander deck, which is a Singleton deck, which is also known as an Elder Dragon Highlander deck, which is also known as a Reno deck uh, for Priest, because I have a lot of the really good Priest cards at the moment. So, What uh, is the benefit of that deck? Um, there are a lot of cards, there are quite a few legendary minions that have the text, if there are no other cop, if there are no duplicates in your deck, do XXX. And what okay. that means is generally they have a very strong effect that's associated with them that only triggers when you play them if you don't have any duplicates of any cards in your deck. Okay. Um, it's really fun. I have a lot of fun with it every time. Cool. Anything else? Uh, I've been playing a little, still playing Warframe um, because I, I loves me my Chinese grind, my Korean style grind. <laughs> Always with the Korean grinding. Every single game I play is either like Blizzard or it's like Korean style grinding games. I can't help okay. it. Have fun with those dog sandwiches you got there. Wow. So you just insulted an entire people. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry to all it's of our listeners the first in time South we've Korea. Done on this show. <laughs> I'm sorry to all of our listeners in South Korea because he just implied that your entire culture eats dog. Fantastic. Um, so listener feedback, asshole. What do we got? Um, we have a long email from Mr. Lazy AI. Uh, he took the time to actually write us an email instead of doing a full tweet storm like he did last week. So okay. his comments okay. were around the Netherlight Crucible and, you know, having this be another um, mechanism that Blizzard is testing to see if it will work for potential future expansions. Um, and he lists a bunch of other things that have been used in Legion to help, you know, round out the end game and have more content to do after you hit 110 or hit the final level of the expansion. Mm-hmm. And he, he makes some decent points here. I mean, I, I think that it's good that Blizzard is trying to um, find things for us to do after we hit level cap and ways to progress our character. Um, you know, I think some of the problems that we were having with it was just that it's, more RNG and it's 
feels bad to have a lot of systems and game that are RNG based. Yeah, and I mean, he does bring up a very good point. He he, he quotes something that we've said before, like Chris and I especially have said before here on the show. Uh, it's it's evergreen content. This is this is very much Blizzard's attempt to build evergreen content. Um, they're doing a decent job of it so far, but we're going to have to see how everything just kind of shakes out and see what happens with it. Because, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, I feel like the level of RNG on gearing and things of that nature are kind of gone to an extreme level. Um, but you know, the, there is one particular quote that he has, um, that Legion is a large-scale beta test for systems designed for player retention and repeat engagement. After all, an MMO with no players is not very engaging. We, the players, are part of the experience for everyone else. Um, and it's very true. It's very, very true. Um, Legion has very much felt like a beta test for systems and features that we're probably going to see refined and carried forward into future expansions. And I don't think it feels like a beta test. I think that it feels like actual content and it feels good, but you know, it, it there, it, there's always going to be refinement in the systems. You know, there's just like the game is in refinement. You know, we, we, we have a better game in Legion than we did in warlords of drainer because they were refining the content that they had in that and, you know, changing some things around and trying some things that are different. So it, it's a constant refinement. Yeah, um, I'll disagree about it feeling like a beta test, but that's 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 subjective. That's not an objective opinion. So it's you know your mileage may vary. Um, it, it's I feel like most of Legion has just been a test. This where is somebody going? Okay, well I think we can increase uh, uh, MAUs by 5% if we test this out versus utilizing this system. And I very much feel like that's kind of what we've been facing here in Legion. I'm not saying Legion's been bad overall. Legion actually has been very rel- relatively fun, actually, overall. I I, I just, I, I feel like a lot of it is just stuff that they haven't completely thought through. And it's just test bed. Yeah. And after Warlords of Draenor, I feel like they felt like they needed to try something drastically different because the feedback about warlords was so bad. So really, I think they, you know, the world was their, you know, oyster, so to speak, and they could do whatever they wanted to do because nothing could be as bad as what we had in warlords. And see, you know what? People said the same damn thing about cataclysm and now look at everybody. Oh, cataclysm was great. I miss cataclysm. And you you wonder what the fuck is wrong with you people. Right. I just, but I'm just kind of uh, the whole thing. I'm on the fence about. I, I've been playing WoW for well over ten years at this point. I, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm not feeling a lot of the stuff that they're doing right now, and I, I recognize why they're doing it, and I'm aware of it, and that might be part of the problem. Is that I, I, I've, I'm gone into a meta position with it. You know, I'm seeing what they're doing versus stuff that they've done in the past. And yeah, so that's just me. I I mean, you and I could probably talk about the points that Lazy brought up for probably most of the show. We could could probably break it down for most of the show if we really wanted to. Um, But we can't because we have a rest of a show to do. Uh, So, yeah, yeah. what other kind of feedback did we get out of uh, folks? Okay, we had some feedback from Markras, who says that... There's no need for us to speak Spanish because he can understand English. Greetings from your Colombian listener. Welcome, Mr. Mark Kraz. Um, I am drinking some Colombian coffee for you on the show today. I'm drinking the cheapest, shittiest coffee I could possibly buy. So, yeah. I, by the way, you're also very lucky because my Spanish is terrible. <laughs> so, yeah. So, hola is all you're going to get. <laughs> hola, um... Donde esta el baño? That's about it. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's really about it. And some curse words because, you know, yeah, everybody needs to know a couple of curse words in different languages. <laughs> All right. And the one 
tweet review of last week's show, Lazy AI says, Kevin retaliates emotively. Chris returns. Adun Toras, Gavril. Adun Toredas. Much to do about lit crucibles. Mercifully lit to do, little to do about Hearthstone. You're going to so, hate this goddamn show then. Yeah. Yeah. You this are going to hate uh, this show. <laughs> yep. He also says, considering how filthy casual we are, why do we even care about the Crucible? Because uh, we don't need the extra performance. It's and a, valid, it's a point. valid point. It is a valid point. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like seeing further RNG rabbit holes opening up. Yeah. Um, Open up the RNG rabbit holes. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. And finally on Twitter, John Parrish tweets regarding our complaints about spending all of our order resources on Artifact Knowledge 40. Would you rather be grinding at Artifact Knowledge Level 1 until 7.3? The answer is no. Uh, But at this point, who cares? Because I have 40,000 order hall resources with nothing to do with them. Yes. I think... I think the point we were more trying to go for is that they've suddenly changed the system so drastically from this buy-in system on a weekly timer to this passive system on a weekly timer, this passive free system on a weekly timer. I think that was more the complaint. It's like, why the sudden change? But I mean, that all goes back to them juggling with the systems and trying to change them up. I appreciate it that it's one less button I have to go click every week. Or every five days or whatever it is. But, you know, it's just like, I, I feel like it's disconnecting you further and further from the game mechanics and the game interaction. Okay. That's just me, though. All right. Moving on to LB's corner. A we goddamn have, wall of text is what we have. Yeah, we have another wall of text from, from Mr. LB. So, silent listener LB writes, So, the Netherlight Crucible is pretty good for everyone, but competitive Mythic Raiders... He thinks that the tier two upgrades are probably just gravy unless you are method. Um, It opens up a number of relics that are good for you since a relic can't have two of the same trait. So it says, he goes on to say, all this depends on your class and specs and some specs have traits that are worth insane amounts of weapon eye level and some have traits that are pretty evenly balanced and are worth only a few eye level upgrades. So from what he's saying here, it sounds like it's mostly going to be dependent on what your spec is and if those traits, you know, synergize well with your spec. Yep. So, you know, for an example, a holy priest might have five good relic traits versus a ret pally might only have two that are decent for that spec. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. Thank you. (laughs) So he also says that for the artifact level requirements, I suspect that the new artifact knowledge levels, that level to 75 will be the new 52 in that uh, it will be fairly easy to hit 75 by the time 7.3.5 is out. So even though we have to go up in artifact uh, knowledge levels, um, it's probably going to be easy to get there and not a massive grind like we're expecting it to be. Which is probably, they'll probably have game mechanics to make that happen, or it will just continue to scale weekly, as we mentioned last week, um, to hit that level. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And we're not, I'm not arguing that, you know, getting it up to 75 is going to be a massive grind. I mean, it's just, it's going to be the same shit. Um, Go and passively collect artifact knowledge. Boom, you're at 75. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, if you were grinding for it, you were a hardcore mythic raider. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So do your emissaries and other things like that, and you'll get the artifact knowledge to get to 75 eventually. Yep. Pretty much. All right. Moving on to the news. Um, awesome. Let's go ahead. Do you, uh, who do you want to talk about? Let's start with WoW. All right, so uh, if you want to go, I can talk a little bit about that. Trial of Style is now live. It has been live for the last two days. Started on the 17th in the North America's region, uh, and it is going going to be going out to the 21st. It is a five-player scenario. You have a transmog NPC. He's going to give you a theme, 
and you have to then match that theme, and uh, your fellow players are going to vote against you. Um, you will win tokens for transmog gear. Uh, there are three main prizes plus two losers prizes. So the two losers prizes are basic transmog tokens that are going to go for the gear. Uh, the tokens that are going to go for the gear. Uh, and the bigger prizes are a little bit better. I don't have all the data in front of me because I actually haven't had a chance to sit down and play it despite having a very deep transmog wardrobe. So, yeah, I'll have to go take a look. Uh, we've also got the Legion Dungeon event going on. That is, of course, that's the Mythic Dungeon event, right, Kevin? Yes. Yes, so uh, you will be getting an extra piece of gear from each end boss in regular Mythic Dungeons. You will also be getting a world quest from uh, Archmage Tamir, I believe, in Dalaran. He is going to give you a quest to go do five Mythic Dungeons. Is it uh, heroic level gear this week? I thought it's four mythic dungeons. It's either four or five. I don't remember. Uh, but is it mythic? Is it a uh, is it a heroic chest or is it just a regular chest? Uh, I did not check the reward actually. It's usually a heroic chest, but since it really hasn't been out all that long, I don't know if it's going to be a heroic or a regular. I haven't checked recently. I've been too busy with Hearthstone. <laughs> so get out there and get your mythics done. Get out there and uh, go uh, go play some indie game fashion. In trial of style for the next uh, day and a half. Cool. So, do you have any of these you want to talk about in particular? Um, I just did the Heroes of the Storm uh, item this week, which is if you have Twitch Prime, you can get a free legendary chest. I accidentally opened the legendary chest on my EU account because <laughs> I guess I had played with Chris last time I logged in. I don't know. Um, I got but it. I got a legendary Brightwing announcer, which is really Ooh. cool. Well, it sucks to be you. You're stuck with that in the uh, <laughs> Europe. I know. I know. That does kind of suck. Um, Do you have so, Twitch Prime? Yes. So I have Twitch Prime. I, I actually Twitch Prime comes for free if you have Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Prime subscriber, uh, which, you know, if. Even if you only order like five or six things a year, you know, or you just use like the video service or something like Amazon, uh, like Amazon Prime Video or whatever, you're still getting your value out of it. It's not a bad value transaction if you look at it. Um, Yeah, you get that for free. You get Twitch Prime for free. It comes with a bunch of free crap. They give away free shit every month. Um, And for the next three months, we're going to be seeing some free loot for Blizzard properties. Um, in fact, every month we are going, starting with this month, we're getting five free non-summer, non-legendary loot boxes. So five free regular ass loot boxes for Overwatch. Um, this month, September, October, and November, I believe we're all getting one. It's either three or four months. The cool thing about this one, um, different from the Overwatch one, is that once you click on the button, um, when you connect your Blizzard account to Twitch, it automatically appears in your inventory. You don't have to go to the battle.net site and enter a code. It just automatically appears in your account the next time you log in. So that's pretty awesome. Yep, that's not bad at all. Not bad at all. So we do have a little bit more other news going on. So StarCraft Brood War and StarCraft Remastered, the original games, are now live. They have been live for the better part of a week now. Uh... And I, I was mentioning to some people that I know that I used to play StarCraft with way back in the day. All we need now is a rotating playlist of Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, and New Metal with some pop punk thrown in for it to be the late 90s officially again. Uh, yeah. And which, you know, I, I'm fully aware of. Uh, mostly because I seem to vaguely remember listening to Follow the Leader and Enema of the State on loop in the middle of the night in the middle of summer 1998 playing starcraft and brood war i think anima it was, I think of the Bro- state link 182 okay link 182 and corn uh yeah i went through wow. that phase i went through that phase yeah what can i say um i i remember listening to those two albums on repeat playing multiplayer on the ladder i want to say it was summer 98 i was listening to chemical brothers and crystal method Probably on loop as well. Yep. So that was that. It, it was a bad time for us. It was a bad time for music everywhere. Okay. <laughs> I actually went in and played a game of Brood Wars today, just like the first single player campaign mission, and I was surprised that my fingers started hitting hotkeys 
And I was mm-hmm. like, "What? How, how did I remember that this does this and this does how that? How did I remember that probe is actually hotkeyed to P and remember to move my hand all the way over? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's interesting how that comes back right away. Yep, that's that muscle but, memory, um, man. Yeah, the, I mean, the animations are still slow and it still seems kind of clunky, but um, it's definitely playable like on a modern system. And I was glad to see that it's now on the Blizzard launcher, yes. which is pretty cool. That and Destiny. Destiny 2 are yeah. both on the Blizzard launcher now. It appeared. Uh, it just appeared magically one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting starting to get closer and closer to uh, some dates and things of that coming out. Um, so in other small news, we Hearthstone meta is still in flux. So my suggestion to anybody right now is don't craft anything that somebody recommends to you. Even if they're recommending Arthas or Arpus or Shadow Reaper Anduin, Give it another couple of weeks to shake the meta out a little bit before we see exactly what's going on. And that's so that you don't waste your dust. dust. Yep. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, Because it could turn out that the meta is completely different than what it's shaping up to be right now. So I I heard that we're getting an announcement soon. Yeah, there's actually two pieces of um, generic Blizzard news. Uh, first of all, the Blizzard, the Battle.net launcher is now called the Blizzard Battle.net launcher. So they switched the name instead of calling it the Blizzard launcher. It's going to be called the Blizzard Battle.net launcher because I guess people complained and they heard our complaints and they've switched it. So well, Battle.net forever. They built 20 years, 20 plus years of good reputation on this launcher and they just go oh hey we're gonna rebrand it completely it's like the battle.net name is synonymous with blizzard gaming yep so you can't just change it fuck you guys i see you realize that though (laughs) all right uh moving on to gamescom which is coming up next week this is the biggest eu gaming event that occurs every year in uh august so um, at 1800 CEST on Wednesday, August 23rd, um, we're going to have members from the Blizzard team joining the main stage for the Blizzard Reveal Ceremony, which will be live stream at Gamescom, that's G-A-M-E-S-C-O-M dot Blizzard dot com. And you'll be able to go there and hear all the Blizzard news coming out at um, Gamescom. Um, in particular, they mentioned that there will be information about um, World of Warcraft 7.3. So glad to hear that we're going to get some official news about 7.3 and hopefully highlight some of the things that have been coming out in the, um, uh, you know, what do you call it? Data mining that's been done and people who've been playing the um, 7.3 on PTR. So Glad to hear that we're going to get some official 7.3 news and hopefully some future of World of Warcraft news as well. And I have been saying this for a while, and I, I think they're kind of following exactly that sort of pattern that I figured they were going to be going on to. So that's, uh, I think, God only knows, my memory shot to hell, so I could be misremembering exactly what I said. But I'm pretty certain this is going to be going exactly the way I thought it was, which is vindication for me. Um, so is that going to be about it for the news this week? I think. Yeah. Kind of a light news week. Yeah. Not really considering it's 24 minutes in. (laughs) Well, Um, we also had a lot of feedback this week. We did. We did. Um, and we do appreciate it. We love to hear from y'all. Um, it makes our day when we wake up and there's Twitter notifications or email notifications for us. Uh, it makes it, uh, all that more easy for us to get on and actually just, you know, start recording. Because we know somebody's out there actually paying attention. Somebody's out there actually paying attention. We appreciate that. Um, So here is your general warning, uh, and this is going to particularly apply to lazy AI, especially. Um, So you're going to hate the next half hour of this show. Yeah, we have been sitting on this one for a while. Um, As you may remember, we did uh, some retrospective slash one hundred one episodes earlier. In I guess this is season one. Uh, earlier in season one of Azeroth Coast to Coast uh, with Heroes of the Storm. Uh, did we do Overwatch? Uh, no, we didn't do Overwatch yet. We did Heroes of the Storm and we did Diablo 3. Um, 
and, and infamously so we did Diablo three. Um, and we had intended on doing Hearthstone for a while, but uh, some stuff came up and we kind of put that on the back burner. And then we decided we were going to, oh, well, you know, let's talk a little bit about Hearthstone, talk a little bit about development, talk a little bit about how to get into it. Uh, around the time the next expansion launches and Knights of the Frozen Throne came out and last week we were fully intent on, you know, doing like 15, 20 minutes worth of Hearthstone real fast. Uh, just kind of a new player's beginner run for it. And uh, we went long on Netherlight Crucible, so... Here we are. You're going to hate the show, and that's okay. I'm okay with that, because I still love you all. And, you know, I think doing a Hearthstone show or doing a show that's not about WoW, when we get, you know, towards the end of a raid tier and, you know, players are kind of looking for some things to do to uh, fill the time because they're sick of grinding AP on the Broken Shore, for example, um, is a good thing. You know, expand your horizons, try some other games. And Hearthstone is kind of in a, a resurgence because of the new expansion that just got released. So why not jump in and give it a try? Why not jump in and give it a try? Mostly because, like I said earlier, it can't be any less or more RNG dependent than WoW currently is. Yeah. Um. So just. I like Hearthstone. You hear me talk about it every week. This show was not exactly my idea. We thought about doing every single blizzard game so don't throw all the blame directly onto me but go ahead and throw all the blame directly onto me that's okay <laughs> i think we will because you like hearthstone the most out of all of us yeah i know all right, all right. so we figured we would just kind of do like a kind of question and answer kind of thing so kevin is less experienced with hearthstone and tcgs and ccgs in general than i am so i am going to be your expert witness today mr kevin go ahead buddy all right time to put gavril on the stand so First of all, how does a new player get started playing Hearthstone? Well, I mean, besides the obvious, go download it from your app, your app store of choice or from the Battle.net launcher or the Battle.net website. Um, just get into it. Just start playing. Okay. Set up and, an account and uh, <laughs> do the tutorial. And what is the tutorial going to show me or what am I going to learn on the tutorial? The tutorial, I believe, is five or seven stages. I don't remember how many stages it is, but it's going to basically walk you through the basics of how the game works and how a lot of the core mechanics of the game work. So taunt, spells, secrets, things like that. It's going to teach you the basics of how the game works. Attack power, health, minions. Exactly. Minions, yeah. spells, etc., etc. Um, What about after I get done going through the tutorial? What the... What should I start with? Um, unless you're really, really comfortable with TCGs and CCGs and, you know, you've spent some money on packs, uh, my suggestion would always be go start with some of the, not the single, not the solo adventures, but yeah, solo adventures. You go to solo adventures and then you're going to play against the AI, which is you're playing against the innkeeper. Uh, and he's got two difficulties, which is both, which is normal and hard. Um, Expert, sorry, normal and expert. The expert AI is not that great. Um, honestly, the AI in Hearthstone uh, for the single player is not amazing, but it does give you a good... Uh, it's good for somebody that's just starting playing the game. And shouldn't I play those single player matches to get more of the basic cards? Correct. Uh, okay. You'll unlock basic cards and class and uh, classic cards through that. Well, your basic cards mostly. I don't think actually. I think all your classic cards are given to you automatically. I can't remember. It's been so. It's been three years since I played the tutorial. So, do you know how many player levels I have to get with a hero to get all the basic cards for that class? Ten, I believe. Right. I think it's 10, and then you get golden versions of your basics up to, like, 50 or so. Okay. Um, what classes are good to play as a beginner? I know there's, like, what, nine different classes? There are nine different classes representing the nine core WoW race uh, player classes. Um, it really kind of depends. I always will tell anybody that is starting to play a game like Hearthstone or something like that, Go and experiment against the AI. See what kind of deck 
see what kind of hero speaks to you, or you might have, you know, some deep love for a lore character and that drives you to play a certain spec. <coughs> Chris. Um, but there's no Illidan. There is no Illidan, Hunter. but there's Anduin. Oh, okay. Um, other than that, if you're looking for just like a really basic, very straightforward kind of character, uh, it, you're going to want to try to play Mage, because Mage is sort of like a quintessential TCG, CCG style play. Uh, heavy burn spells and some minions. Okay. And each of those different classes has a different um, hero ability, right? They each have a different hero ability, and uh, their core cards are different. Thus, the core strategy behind each play is different. Does it list, is there like a website or something I could go to where it says what the strategy should be? Because I wasn't even aware of that. Um, there are some websites you can go to. Um, I know Disguised Toast has a meta ranking that's more used for like competitive ladder. Um, Hearthpone, uh, which is part of the Curse Network, if I remember correctly, has a website that has, cur- not curated, but it has a user submitted deck lists. Okay. Um, so you can always find something interesting there. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, Tempo Storm has decks, but it's again just like Disguise Toast. It's mostly meta-defining decks, so comp ladder kind of decks. Um, and then uh, you can also pull some information from the versus data reaper reports. Uh, let's move on to quests. What are quests, and why should I do them? You're going to get a quest every single day. Um, I believe mine usually rolls in around somewhere between 1 and 4 central time. Um, You'll get a new quest, and uh, yeah, that quest is going to be your primary source of gold. Uh, Gold is a resource that the game gives you for either winning games or completing quests, and you use that to buy packs. Okay. And I think you need like 100 gold. It's 100 gold per pack. Yes, sir. Um, So you mentioned getting packs. Is there any other way to get packs besides using gold? You can put down filthy, filthy lucre and uh, yeah, pay to win your way right up that ladder. So do I need to actually spend money to buy the card packs or can I just use gold to get cards? Like, what's the best way to do it? If you're intent on just having fun with the game, you can Play free-to-play completely, no problem. If you are digging for a ladder position, like you're trying to get up to a certain point on the ladder, most most classes can get up to 20, which is where you get the card back pretty easily without really spending any money. Uh, it's just when you start digging a little bit further up the ladder. Now, there have been, there have been some streamers and some Hearthstone... Um, oh, God... The word I'm looking for just went straight out of my head. Personalities that have done what are called legend runs. Legend is the top rank in the ladder uh, on free to play characters with pretty much everything is just very cheaply crafted or, you know, a basic or a classic card. It's doable. I'm assuming it's not easy to do. No, it is not. I believe Disguise Toast was one of the most recent ones to do it. Uh, He did that with Hunter. And I think he played like 700 games or 300 games or something like that. I don't wow. remember. It was like 300 games, I think. I don't know. It was a lot of fucking games is, is what I was going for there. Okay. So, like, what is the benefit of buying cards? Like, just getting better cards? Like, getting the legendaries or whatever? Um. Yes and no, because there's no difference in the drop in in the pack opening algorithms between having bought it with gold and having bought it with money. Okay, but it just you just get more. You can get more card packs quicker because I know that gold doesn't come in very quickly if you just do daily quests. Yeah, you're looking at you know you get uh, you're looking at say probably between fifty and seventy gold a day if you're just playing kind of semi casual. Looking at between fifty and seventy gold a day, which okay. is two two thirds, three quarters of a pack, give or take. Right. So you've got to play for like basically one and a half days on average to get the amount of Restart. gold that it requires to buy a pack. 
Yeah, to get enough free gold for a pack. Okay. Um, can I just craft cards? What is that? Can? You can, but crafting requires dust. Dust requires you to destroy duplicate cards you have. Okay. So it's a vicious cycle where you need dust to craft cards, but you need cards to make dust, but you need money to buy cards, or you need gold to buy cards. <laughs> now, I, I will tell you, a lot of people have said that the system that, say, Gwent uses is much more fair. Um, yeah, I've I played both games. I would say that the Gwent system is a little bit more fair than the Hearthstone system is, but I like Hearthstone more. Right. So I did notice that I got into some crafting um and i was basically disenchanting cards of classes that i didn't play a lot is that like a viable solution like if i don't play hunter like disenchant all my hunter cards and craft mage cards for example it is an option i don't ever suggest it especially if you're somebody that wants to like try to play competitive like semi-competitively like work your way up the ladder because there could come an expansion where Hunter is garbage. Like, I believe the last expansion, Hunter... Hunter was okay uh, with mid-range in Ungoro, but um, it was not great in Lean Streets, Gadgetzan. It was not great in Gadgetzan, if I remember correctly. Hmm. You might come into a point where, you know, your favorite deck type is Garbo, and you need to do a new deck, and you realize, oh, hey... In my craft, in my, uh, I bought packs at the beginning of the expansion and I got, you know, uh, a mage legendary, but I only play hunter. So I disenchanted all of my mage cards beforehand. Right. Now you can't utilize that really good mage legendary yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, it's, it's kind of a, do I get rid of stuff for the future? It works for me because I'm a digital hoarder. So I've rarely, if ever, get rid of stuff. But it is a viable option if you only are going to play like a specific class. Isn't it better for an, a new player to focus on one or two classes? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, it's, it's a good idea. Yeah, I personally tell everybody just play all the classes and just try to find what seems good to you. At that point, then yeah, just focus kind of down on that one class. Okay. But you mentioned that there was a garbage deck. Like, how do you know, like that there's a garbage deck versus a good deck? Are you just looking at the tier lists or something on those websites that you mentioned? Uh, they do have tier lists that you can look through, but those tier lists are not always correct, especially because most of the time those tier lists are looking at the legend ladder instead of the regular ladder. Uh, so the legend ladder is going to have a different metagame than the regular ladder is going to have. Um, I always suggest that if you're going to try it, if you're going to try to, Try to decide what's a garbage deck. Play it yourself and decide what you like. If, if you feel like it's garbage, and technically if you're, a garbage if you're deck losing is losing a lot. Yes, technically a garbage deck is any deck where you're not going to be able to come back to parity, like a fifty percent win rate, uh, within you know five to ten games. So if you're playing that for five to ten games and you can't even make a fifty percent win rate on it, it probably is not the best deck you can do. But just because it's not the best deck, you know, it might not. It might be a deck that you have fun with, so you should try to play what you want. Okay. And is there anything else that I can do to build a deck, or if I wanted to, you know, build a constructed deck, other than looking at those tier lists, can I just build one myself, or should I look yeah. at one of those to start with? Always, dude, always have fun. It's it's a fucking game, man. It's like, there's a whole casual mode, as opposed to just doing the latter. Um, I mean, you're not going to get any rewards for doing the casual mode, except for, like, the gold rewards you would get, but, I mean... Go have fun. It's just a fucking video game, man. It is not life. Okay? Right. Okay. Um, moving on to expansions and campaigns. What what are expansions? What are campaigns? It seems like if, you know, if they're if I'm a new player that's coming into the game, there's a lot of previous expansions already in there. Do I need to buy all of the old campaigns or expansions or what do I need to do? So, it is expansions and adventures. Uh, the previous system was we received two expansions and one adventure per year for a total of three major releases for the year. Uh, with Knights of the Frozen Throne, uh, they're introducing a new launch system, which is three expansions per year, and each expansion will have a smaller adventure stuck into them. Um, 
the thing about the old system, you don't need to buy everything. You don't. We just tripped over into the year of the mammoth, which is the new standard rotation year. Uh, standard rotation is the two most recent years worth of cards. And what's in the standard right now? Currently standard is whispers of the old gods. Oh God. Whispers of the old gods. Gadget Zan, Ungoro, and Knights of the Frozen Throne. Okay. Along with the classic and basic cards associated with those. Right. And we'll get into Standard versus Wild later, but... So, uh, the what's the... Advent- the Adventure is single-player only, right? Correct. The Adventure is the single-player content that uh, we used to receive. Uh, it was kind of a sort of sprawling solo play adventure uh against a themed area of bosses and you know decks um it was a very good monetary investment because of the number of legendary cards and you know genre and deck defining cards that you would receive out of the adventure uh blizzard decided that that was too generous um so we're now going back it's now going to three expansions the problem with expansions, expansions are the standard ones where you have to buy card packs to unlock the cards. The problem is, is that it now costs more money every year to get all the cards you want versus the two expansion, one adventure system. Because in the adventure, you would just buy the adventure. And as long as you defeated all the content, you would get the cards out of that. Correct. It was a one-time right? investment. It was a one-time investment of about 20 bucks. Okay. So now we get the adventure for free, and I'm assuming that you should go through the adventure and play it, like for Lich King, in order to get all the card unlocks. Uh, there are no card unlocks. Uh, besides oh, really? one, uh, you if you do the prologue? tutorial, the prologue of Knights of the Frozen Throne solo adventure, you will get a Death Knight card for free, which is the, one of the new legendary cards that has come through. Um and then if you complete the three wings, you will get one pack for each wing. So you will get a total of three packs of Knights of the Frozen Throne for completing okay. the entire adventure. Interesting. Okay. So, excellent. So that's all of the kind of single-player content. Let's go into some of the multiplayer content that's available. So Now, I'm going to apologize one more time, guys. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm sorry, what? folks. I'm so sorry that this is like this Hearthstone discussion. It's also a very dry discussion, and I apologize <laughs> for that, too. I mean, the game is a lot of fun. I mean, but it does. I mean, you do have to learn some things. You do have to like go through that tutorial in order to learn to learn how to play. And there's, you know, the game can get very deep in terms of constructing different meta decks and yada yada. So um, this is all really good information, I think. It is. It is. I. I, I just. I, I. expect to see some very angry tweets or emails uh, at us at some point. You suck. This show sucks. I hate you all. You're not my real dad. Yeah. 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 Well, the next time you complain about waiting in line to get into an LFR, um, you know, you can't say that you couldn't open a game of Hearthstone and play that. That's a valid so. point. <laughs> all right. So multiplayer. Go ahead multiplayer okay so there's something that just says play which i know that some people refer to as constructed play um can you explain what that is and what a constructed deck means so everything we've been talking about building a deck that's constructed okay that's basically the long and short of it uh play has a couple of options buried within it you can play either a wild or standard match uh through that ui um and that is going to be both the casual or the ranked ladder cues okay so let's go into wild versus standard okay uh wild is every card that has ever been printed is acceptable and allowed which creates some crazy bullshit uh versus standard which i mentioned earlier which is the two most recent years worth of expansions and adventures plus uh, the basic and classic cards that have not been rotated into the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, why is the wild a bunch of crazy bullshit, as you put it? Because the card the card design has evolved over the years. Um, and when you enter when you create cards that interact with older cards in unexpected ways, 
you kind of open the floodgates into some crazy, crazy shit. Like, the thing is, is that there was a card back when Goblins vs. Gnomes released. It was called Dr. Boom, also known as Dr. Seven. Dr. Seven was a seven mana, seven health, seven attack creature with a battle cry that he summons two Boom Bots. Boom Bots, I believe, were one, one creatures. He spawns two of them, and they deal between, I think it was one and four damage or zero and four damage to a random character uh random enemy character when they die um and that's insane amount of value because you're spawning three bodies for one and yeah uh, it's just some crazy shit just incredibly valuable valuable effect for seven mana um and he rotated out uh, when Year of the Kraken began and uh, Nax and GVG rotated out, which were the first expansion and the first adventure. Uh, when they wrote it, rotated out, he rotated out into Wild um, and was nary to ever be seen again in standard mode. Yep. And I did notice that during the recent Wild tournament, a lot of people were playing Dr. Boom still. Oh yeah, but Dr. Boom is still, the thing is, is that the, re- the good reason he was rotated is because he is such an incredible value play. And that's something, you know, we could definitely talk about later at another time if we ever talk about this again, but there's the concept of value versus tempo, things like that. Uh, it, it's, it, it's things that you learn playing TCGs and CCGs like Magic and Hex and Shadowverse and Hearthstone and things like that. Um, that's kind of hard to describe. All right. And you mentioned rank play. What is yes. rank play? Uh, ranked is the ladder. It goes from 25 all the way up to 1, which is the highest rank you can get on the regular ladder. Um, at 1, you then have the opportunity to break through into the legend ladder, which is a very large, which is a large pool of individuals who have, who are playing very well or have a very specific strong meta deck. Uh, they are considered legends. And uh, against Legends, you know, yeah, it's just a whole nother ladder of much more skilled players, typically. Okay. And um, shouldn't you play to at least 20 every month? Because the, I think we didn't mention this yet, but the season lasts one month, starting at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the month, ending at the end of the month. Yep. Uh, So ranked seasons do begin at the first of the month and end at the whatever the last day of the month ends up being. Um, for every month, there is a special card back you can earn, uh, and you have to reach rank 20 in the arena, uh, in the arena, uh, in the ladder to receive that. Okay. And you can't de-rank from 20, right? No, every five levels, you cannot de-rank down. So you start at level 25 and you work your way up to 20. You work your way up to, say, 17, and then you go on a losing streak. You can't go below 20, just the same as you can't go below 25, 20, 15, 10, or 5. Okay. So there's value in at least getting to 20 so that you can get the card back, and I noticed that there's some other random goodies you get from the the monthly reward. Yes, you do also get um, a nice little set of rewards. Uh, typically, it's just some dust, maybe... A, uh, a regular card or a golden card or something. Um, there's a whole list of everything that you can get from the monthly rewards and which level that reward unlocks at online. So just Google it. Cool. All right. Uh, what about the arena? So for anybody that's played TCGs before or CCGs in the past, arena is draft mode. Um, you're going to be given a choice of one of three classes. You select a class, then you're given a choice between one of three cards. You select your card, and then you're given another choice of one of three cards. It's similar to a draft environment, but not exactly. Um, there is you, you draft as many cards as you need for the deck. So you draft 30 cards. No more, no less. So it's not like a draft environment where you have the choice to draft in extra cards if you feel like your core is not strong enough where, you know, you can't draft in cards for a sideboard. There's nothing like that in Hearthstone, unfortunately. And then you try to win as many games as you can with that deck. And the more wins equals a better reward, right? Up to 12. Yes. Up to 12 wins or three losses. 
So if you win 12 times or you lose three times, your arena run ends at that point. All right. Yep. Sounds fun. And you need to pay in to get to play arena, right? Yeah, it's either 150 gold or two bucks, if I remember correctly. Uh, what about playing versus someone on your friends list? Um, so the main benefit of that is that you won't receive the play gold. So for every three wins uh, in pretty much any mode you get, you'll receive 10 gold. You don't get that play gold, but what you can do is you can complete your quests in uh, versus friend. So if cool. you have some particularly annoying one where it's like like you have like the 100 gold Mer- Merkopolypse uh, quest, which is summon 100 Murlocs or 75 Murlocs or something, you can go into a game with a friend and just start summoning Murlocs endlessly and endlessly and endlessly and endlessly, as opposed to having to try to do that on ladder where, you know, you're getting or casual mode where you're getting bodied by turn four and dead by turn five. Okay. Um. And the one thing that we didn't have that we didn't talk about yet, there's another play mode called Tavern Brawl. What's that? Uh, Tavern Brawl is where the whole Tavern Brawl is where every one of these sort of brawl modes that Blizzard has brought in originated from. Um, so your Heroes Brawl, your Weekly Heroes Brawl, or the new PvP brawls or the um, arcade mode brawls that they sometimes do in Overwatch. That all derives from the Tavern Brawl. So every so for five days out of every week, I believe it is, um, there is a Tavern Brawl available. Tavern Brawl is a theme. You either build a deck or you're given a deck or you're randomly assigned a deck. And uh, then you go up against another player in a themed match. This week is... Um, last week was shift con this week is battle at the crossroads and battle at the crossroads. They tend to do at the start of new expansions, uh, just to give everybody an idea of what some of the new cards look like. Um, so it, it could be anything for like what battle of the crossroads is where you select a class and you're given a random deck for it. And those are like, the ones I like most because you don't have to construct a deck. Yeah. I play. think you're actually randomly assigned a class. Yep. Yeah. You're randomly assigned a class and a deck. And last week was ShiftCon, I believe, or the week before that was ShiftCon. There was a, ShiftCon was one of the weeks. Uh, it gives you a hand and a deck full of cards called Shifter Zerus, and Shifter Zerus uh, changes into a different minion every turn. Hmm. Uh, every turn that he's in your hand, he becomes a different minion. So, um, but then there's also things like constructed ones where you are going up against an opponent, and you might have some sort of condition like you can only select three cards and then they duplicate those three cards 10 times and that's your whole deck Hmm. do you always play against another human or are there some tavern brawls that are versus ai tavern brawl is almost universally against another human there have been a couple that have been against the ai but it's almost universally against another person all right um let's bullshit about hearthstone a little bit why do you like playing the game so much I have been playing TCGs and CCGs since I was like 10, so 20 plus years. Okay. Uh, that's what, just it. Like, what do you like more about this one than other ones? Um, It's kind of, honestly, it's kind of the simplicity. Um, Hearthstone is one of the first tr- truly digital TCG or uh, CCG games out there. Um, and... Thus, they were able to play with a lot of effects and things that you couldn't get in a traditional CCG, like a paper, like a paper CCG, like some of the random effects and the RNG stuff and randomly create a creature or things like that. They're not things you can do very easily via a paper game. Right. Without rolling a dice or something crazy. Or even anything even anything weirder because it's stuff there's stuff like discover a minion and you know there are hundreds of minions in this game you really couldn't have generated that kind of thing via a dice roll but don't you kind of wish that there was a paper version of hearthstone that they made no not really really i i i I, as much as i would enjoy having you know physical cardstock copies of the games of the cards i don't need to waste my money on that I already waste enough money playing Magic and everything else I play. 
all right, I don't need to play. I don't need to waste more money on Hearthstone cards. I yeah. so, so why why do you why are you why do you have interest in Hearthstone? Why why do you why are you interested in it? First of all, Hearthstone is the number one game to play when you're sick because you can play from your phone on the couch, um, which I've done on numerous point. occasions. Um, I like the fact that it's an actual like it is the only Blizzard game I can play from my couch, except for playing. Um, Le- sending sending my followers out on legion invasions or whatever on which i haven't done it forever right so i mean the the interesting thing about it is that you can theme a deck like you can kind of see a theme emerge from a deck based on the cards like there's a bunch of pirate cards for um like um warrior or for uh rogue so you can kind of like oh i'm just gonna put all these pirates together and see if i can get something that's viable um, so I kind of like that aspect of it. I like that, you know, the way that they theme the cards or having a lot of Murlocs in a certain class kind of points you in the right direction to create a deck without having to go look up a tier list or something to to put a deck together and feel like you're, you know, playing a, a deck that's going to be viable. Um, I like the difference between like an aggro deck versus a control deck. Like, do I have a deck that has a lot of early damage and try to, you know, get the guys get the guys help down early game or do i sit back and try to control the board and destroy all of his minions and try to win late game so i I like that there's different play styles in it and depending on what cards you pick you can go in one of those directions or you could you know maybe have a combination of both i don't know so you know just just the various ways that you can can play and construct decks i think is kind of interesting and lends itself to replayability in that case i think you might you might be like nikolai and you might actually like the arena nikolai actually plays a lot of arena where it's the deck construction more than anything else mm-hmm. like he, he he enjoys just building the decks even if the deck isn't amazing he just enjoys building the deck and seeing where it goes yeah no i do i do like that and i have played arena a few times but I get caught up in arena mode where I'm looking at a tier list to say, okay, out of these three cards, what card does, you know, get the general consensus for being the best card and trying to pick the best cards to play each game. And fuck the general consensus. (laughs) You have to build your own thoughts. Okay. You are a man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of against, you know, the meta and like what is, you know, winning the most games or what is the most you know the best hand that you can or the the best deck that you can play for that season um i think it removes some of the thought process and i wish that we had the ability to kind of let people go off of what they think is the best and see you know who gets the better hand out of that um so maybe that's where arena kind of levels the playing field a little bit because you're forced to pick from cards that you get randomly instead of just picking whatever best cards you have yeah and i mean that's the thing is that you you have to make the best of a bad situation sometimes Mm -hmm. that's why i like the arena too and that's why you know that's when i get into playing a uh, constructed deck where you know someone obviously has the money to buy all the cards that they want and then they're playing you know a bunch of legendary cards against my mostly basic cards because i didn't spend a lot of money on the game so, you know, that kind of starts to feel bad and it, you feel like there's an unfair advantage that that player has because they have more legendary cards than you. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I do. Okay. So I know there was not a whole lot going on for that. <laughs> you're also not speaking into the microphone, but oh, I'll forgive yeah. you. I, I leaned back just a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> My back's killing me. Okay, okay, okay. Fuck Sorry. you. Um, but in, in yeah, I, I mean, arena is one of those things where the playing field is truly level for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not having to face off against some guy who just spent a thousand dollars on right. packs, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think the and, and it's like what we said previously about playing any of these games if you play consist if you play for a short amount of time every day i think there's going to be more value for you in the game than if you just play like once a week but you play for three hours 
because you're all, you are going to be able to keep up with the daily quests to get your gold and you'll have more gold to get packs and you'll have more packs to get better cards. Um, and even if you don't get the cards you want, you can still, you know, dust some of the cards to, you know, craft cards that you actually want or need in a deck. So I think that if I kept up with it that way, I, I would have more fun with it. And, you know, if I was interested in it enough, I'd, I'd be doing that to, you know, get better cards and to try to construct a better hand to rank up in the ladder. Mm-hmm. I mean, I spend at most about 50 to 75 bucks a year on Hearthstone. A year. Okay. Right. Just to I, get I, the pre-expansion, you know, yeah, deal or whatever. I, I usually spend about a hundred bucks, give or take. Uh, in the past, I would just spend about a hundred bucks. I would get, you know, one of the expansions and then I would buy the adventure and then, you know, just randomly buy a couple of cards a year. So what? It's 200 bucks. I'm spending less than a dollar a day. I'm still getting enjoyment out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you can just you can have fun with a minimal investment or no investment. And that's why I think it's so accessible to people, you know, that and the fact that it's on their phone. Um, But, you know, for a little a bit of money or no money at all, you can still kind of grind away, feel like you're getting better, feel like you're getting more cards and better cards. And, you know, feel like you're able to rank up in the ladder if you can construct a better deck with those cards. So I think it's all good. I, I unfortunately think we've kind of mined this, uh, we've kind of mined this out. No, I think that that's good. I mean, I think we went over everything that, that a newbie would need to know to get into the game. Yeah, a little dry. We're going to get complaints, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that? Yeah, sorry there's no Chris here to, uh, you know, get me angry and more emotive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this whole show just kind of meandered a little bit, and uh, that's okay. We'll go back well, to probably no talking me- about WoW. We'll there's go back no to talking about WoW. We got through <laughs> we'll go the topic. To- we did, we did. We'll go back to talking about WoW next week, folks, okay? Okay. Okay, okay. Okay, so, Kevin, final thoughts? Um... Definitely give Hearthstone a try, if not just to play through the tutorial and play a few games to see if you like it. Maybe you will, maybe you won't, but um, it's definitely something that you can have in your arsenal to play when you're away from your desktop PC, if if nothing else. Definitely. Um, my final thought is buy the welcome pack. I think it's 10 packs and a legendary minion for like seven bucks or something like that. You can buy that once per account. Have fun. Uh, any don't do that, Mr. Kevin. Uh, don't go out in public and get sick because your ass will end up on the couch for a week and it sucks. Yeah, I'm considering getting an early flu shot this year. I usually don't, but I'm probably going to get an early flu shot this year. Probably a good idea. I normally don't need. Especially being around the general public every day. Well, I get a flu shot every year, but I normally get it in September. Yeah. That's a safe bet. Last you through the winter, hopefully. Yeah, it'll last me through the winter. But uh, I might get one this year a little early. So there we go. Um, I mean, let's face it. Getting summer sick is the worst kind of fucking sick. Yeah, it really is. You just want to go outside and you can't. And I'm about ready to kill somebody because it's been since Monday that I've been sick. And it's Saturday now. And I'm like ready to either leave my house or kill myself. So dumbass. That's what you get for getting sick. Right. Um, my don't do that is, uh, don't not get your flu shot. (laughs) Herd immunity, bitches. Use it. Um, I think that's going to actually be the whole show this week. So that's going to be it for our show this week, folks. So talk to us during the week. You can find us on Twitter. The show is at Azeroth CTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at swing cat with a K. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Chris is at Akari underscore mag. I, of course, am at Gavril. That's two eyes underscore E-T. You can email the show at AzerothCTC at gmail.com. Visit the website www.AzerothCTC.com. Shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever makes you happy. Of course, we always love to hear from you all, even if it is more death threats. I think that covers everything. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.